Welcome to We Think, We Talk, sponsored by Select Care Pharmacy, a pharmacy that is non-retail but that services the smallest of group homes to the largest of skilled nursing facilities with prompt attention and care and world-class customer service. Welcome back to We Talk, We Listen. I'm your host, Andy Garrison. I thought we'd do something a little different today on today's podcast. I thought I would want to go ahead and answer some questions that I know that you guys will have in regards of who am I and how do we even get here. So let's take it back a little bit. As you know, my name is Andy Garrison. And a little history about myself that a lot of people would not know uh, unless I told them I'm a nurse as well as a long-term healthcare administrator licensed with the state and federally. So I really have two identities, you would say, especially for the last 20 years of my life. I've been known as dad, and that's at home. And then, of course, as soon as I get in the car, the other ego comes on, whether it be the nurse or the long-term administrator. But how that all started is to let you know that my wife, Lori, who was in a previous show, which is a nurse as well, we were high school sweethearts. So her and I both went to Palmetto High School, and her mother happened to be my English teacher, which is bizarre, if you think about that, because not only you know do you have your guard up while you're around teachers to begin with, imagine the girl that you like, her mother is your English teacher. So that was a little scary. But to say the less, her mom was my English teacher, and we started dating, and she wanted to be a nurse. Well, I can't say that my life my life goals had that in mind. Really, I just wanted to either do something uh, fun and cool, and I didn't know what that was. But in the meantime, I did not want to lose her, and I knew what going to college meant. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be a nurse too. So I took off after her, and this was back in the day when really nursing school was filled up, but I had an advantage. I was a guy. And not a lot of guys were applying for nursing school at the time. So believe it or not, I was one of two applicants. So while Lori and all of her friends were waiting to get in, I had no trouble. They saw that I was a guy and they needed to fill that seat. So they brought me in. Well, it took about one week and the other guy that was in the program with me, he left. It was uh, not for him. And he said, let's go find something else to do. Well, I continued in the program because I'd always been taught that If I had something to talk to Lori about after school, the likelihood of me maintaining a relationship with her would last longer. So uh, that's really why I became a nurse. And really up until the second semester, I would say, did I realize that this was for me. It got to the point of the nursing instructors, which I looked at as drill instructors at the time, would make me do the hard work. And what I mean by that is the legwork. You know, there's a patient in room, say, blah, blah, blah. And I'd go to that room and be a heavy lift patient or a patient that we had to turn. And the more and more I did that, the more and more that the patients started talking to me. And they wanted to know about me and just as I wanted to know about them. So once conversation started, I've always been one that likes to talk a lot. And obviously that leads us to today, but I'll get there. I was able to find a place that I fit in really well within uh, nursing that I felt comfortable in nursing. And as Lori, my wife, continued to go through nursing, I remember I had one bad day. We were both done with college and we had got married. I was 19, she was 20. So we were still in college when we got married with blessings of both of our parents, which in today's time is probably unheard of. But 
but we went ahead and got married, had a little house that we bought and, you know, of course, struggled like everybody else. But we graduated college and we both went, both went to work as nurses. She went to work at a local hospital that she had been working at for several years already as a uh, nursing assistant. And I followed suit with a large nursing home chain that I knew a lot of folks that worked there. Well, I went to work there really quick and I realized that uh, this is a lot harder uh, to do than it seems to be. My first night of nursing, I sat in the car and realized this is not what I want to do. I had a really hard night. It wasn't just me talking to the residents. It was, of course, giving out all the medications, filling out the wound books and the wound charts. And I realized, wow, you know, so much more than what you see on TV. You know, they show the glamorous side of healthcare, where the where the scrubs and the the nurses' white coats are always clean and Everybody looks uh, great. Hair is always in place. You're not sweating. Well, that's not the reality of the nursing field that I knew. But I did continue on because I knew that I had invested this much time into it. And I said, surely it's got to be meant for me. And Lori would always give me encouragement and tell me, you know, I can do it. And I would listen to her stories. And I've known since the beginning that she was a much better nurse than I was, but never admitted it. And anyway, as time moved on, I realized that some of the management really wasn't always uh, management material, if that makes sense. I was working for some people that I would always question their motives. It seemed like they were more about themselves or more about what people thought or trying to work their way up the ladder versus what was the best for their staff and what was the best for the residents that they were taking care of. So while I started noticing that, I started getting really angry. And I remember one night, Lori and I were going to eat at a restaurant and we were driving and I was complaining. I was saying, can you believe this? And can you believe that? And as I was going through all this, I remember Lori looking at me and saying, you know, stop complaining. And I couldn't believe the way she said it. It was almost as if like this shut me down before I got started. And I said, what do you mean? She said, stop complaining, do something about it. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, put yourself in a position to be their boss. I was like, wow, you know, that was deep coming from Lori, who usually is pretty quiet about matters. She put me in my place, I mean, and let me know that, you know what, the only real way to change something is to change it yourself. The only real way to take action, whether it be the nursing field or any other field that, you, that you're in, is that you have to put yourself in a position to be in a position to make changes. So from that day forward, I did not complain again. I just quietly started taking the classes that I need to. Quietly, I started observing more and talking less. And I always imagined if I could change this situation that I'm currently seeing in front of me, what would I do differently? So you can say I was a fictitious manager in my mind before I ever became a manager. So through continuing classes and continuing on, I met a gentleman that started calling me every day. And uh, it was kind of awkward because this is when cell phones still cost money, like 45 cents a minute to call us. And, and that was even if they left you a message. So that would be at least one minute. And anyway, this person continued to call and continued to call. So the third or fourth day, it was early in the morning. I, I can always tell you it was about 8.20. I finally reached and grabbed the phone and I was just going to tell this guy, you know, listen, you know, you're costing me money every single day. 
don't call me again. And anyway, I answered the phone, and before I could get that out of my mouth, he said, listen, he said, thank you for taking the call. He said, I'd have an opportunity for you. He said, it's somewhere in your field that, that you're currently doing now, but it's a new concept. It's called assisted living. He said, what I need for you to do, he said, you tell me the time. I'll work it around you. I just want you to come listen to me and listen to my idea. And if you don't like it, I will never call or bother you again. If we can agree on that, that's all I'm asking from, from you. And I said, well, you know, in, the, in my head, I said, well, this, I better just go at least give this guy five minutes. It wasn't far from, from where I worked and listened to what he had to say. And I did. I scheduled a day, you know, two or three days out and agreed to meet him and went in and sat down. And I can tell you after meeting with this man and talking to him, and, and I hope to have him on the show one day, and I'll describe him more in detail then, but after listening to the concept of assisted living and everything that we could do for our older residents, but do it in more of a home-like setting where it didn't seem so clinical, it really felt some, it really pressed on my heart. It felt like something down the alley of which I would be interested in. It really felt like something that we could do. Imagine getting to go to work, and believe me, it's a lot of work, but creating a facade for your residents that everything is smooth sailing, everything is like home, the food is excellent, the medications are on time, the sheets to the bed are always clean, your pillows are always fluffed, and everybody's friendly. Imagine that world. Well, that's a world that we had the opportunity to create. So, and at the time, he said, and I need a nurse manager for this dream, and I will pay you well. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, he, he offered me a uh, nice salary at the time, what I thought would be nice. Was it the same thing that I was making? No, because where I was working, I could work all the overtime in the world that I wanted, but... This felt more of like a career, so I did the hardest thing in the world that we that we can do, and it's change jobs, and especially going into something blind. You know, it's a concept. It's an idea. So I did that. I went right in and as a nurse manager, and once again, I was lost the first day. I had that feeling of not knowing what to do, not knowing what to say, really what was my job you know of course we had we had job descriptions and things like that but you really don't know until you get on site and begin to work so luckily i had a lot of great staff they had been in this industry since that building opened and they really came to me and i had a I had a staff meeting early on and i i basically asked them what are their goals what is it that we do here and what changes do we need to make to get it to where the vision I had imagined happens. So slowly we worked together, and I can tell you that this turned into that dream. It was unbelievable. Our residents were family. We, we took care of them as family. The family of the residents, they were our extended family. They could come and go as they pleased. The family members on holidays would come and celebrate with us. It was awesome. Through the years, as it started you know, time took off as it does. I look back and Lori and I have two boys, Noah and Nate. And as they were little guys coming up in this industry, they wanted to come see me at work. You know, they knew mom worked at the hospital, the scary place, but dad, you could go to and it would be, you know, the fun place. So 
the boys would come by and see me. Everybody, all the residents knew them, all the management side, all the staff. And it was just great. It really felt like a family environment and a family home. So as time went on, I had the same gentleman that had gave me the telephone call years previous tell me that it's time to take the next step. And honestly, when you get it's right when you get comfortable in a situation in life is when something comes in, something from the other side sends a stronger wind in to sort of switch up things on you a little. And I said, what do you mean the next step? He said, well, you've been a great nurse manager for a long time. He said, I really would like to see you become a uh, long-term healthcare administrator. And basically that was his job. That's what he did. And I thought to myself, well, I would love to see that too. But, but in South Carolina, for those of you that don't know, that's just not like exactly snapping your fingers. There's a lot that goes into that, including personality and reference checks. The particular company that I worked for actually sent me to Georgia for a psycho psychological evaluation. I guess they wanted to see if I was um, not totally insane. So I had to go through that. Then on top of that, the state makes you appear before them, and they have a board, a long-term health care board. And before you can even test for this board, they go around and ask you questions in regards to, to your competency. They ask you to your credentials that you, that you currently hold, your schooling. Uh, they already have an application that's so deep that they know you way back. They know you, your family, and everything you've done for the last 20 years. So they don't take this process easily. So I was lucky enough to sit in front of those guys in Columbia and get through their questions and and uh, I got approved to take the state and the federal board for administrator, and I did. So my first community I was asked to take was only about a mile down the road from where I had been comfortable as a nurse manager. And the only agreement that I made was that since it was owned by the same company, because at this point I wasn't a job hopper. So luckily, I felt comfortable going into this new building as administrator, but it was owned by the same company and the same man. So I still felt like I was at least had a home base, if you would. But I did take this job. But the only rule or agreement that I made is that I would not carry any of my current staff with me. So that was tough. Imagine you actually feeling comfortable, feeling secure in your role. And what really makes you feel secure in that role is the team members you have around you. Now you're being asked to dive into a brand new well, not knowing what's in that well and how far you have to dive before you hit water. And that's essentially what I was asked to do. So I did that. I took a dive into the new well. And of course, in diving in that new well, everything was brand new. Everything was different. And the position I was in was different. Instead of me now just being in control of the nursing side of things, I had the, everything I was in control of. Nursing, dietary, everything from housekeeping to when the plumbers, when the spraying staff or bugs would come. I had to make sure all of those contracts were right. And I had to make sure they followed within the state and OSHA guidelines and regulations. So every day that was on me family members. And you have to remember, let's say if you have a building with 200 residents that live in that building, that means at least they have two family members apiece. So if two people times 200 call you per day, there's not enough time in day to field just those phone calls alone. So 
and you're taking that responsibility. And me, uh, I was the type guy that I wanted to take responsibility of the building that I was in. So I've always had my cell phone number on my business card. So not only could you get me during working hours, but I was available after hours. So, in, and believe me, my phone would ring all times of the night, all times of the morning. So I can't remember a holiday that I've spent with my family without it being work-related. Everybody would be at a table eating or doing something, and me, I would be over in a corner on the telephone fielding calls. Not because I felt like it was bothersome, but I knew it was a part of the job and what I took and what I had agreed to do. Now, once again, that became 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I didn't look at it as a hard job, which, believe me, it's an extremely hard job. If you don't know what you're getting into, I advise that you step back and you talk to a long-term healthcare administrator before you do it and, and let them explain to you what the job entails. But you really have to, you're doing it because you know some of those residents do not have anybody else but you. So you're their family. So once again, you have two lives. Like I said at the beginning of this, you have a life at home that's your dad, and then you have a life at home that's your, you know, Mr. Andy or whatever you're called, but both are equally as important. And that becomes very, very hard because you have the the home life tugging at you at the same time the work life is tugging at you. But I continued it and because I felt that it was important. And luckily, my boys are at the age or were at the age then that if I had to leave during a baseball game or I had to leave during something important to theirs, they would just look at you and say, Daddy's got to go help somebody. So that really made it a lot better because they didn't see me as the person that was just disappearing. They knew that I was going, you know, for a reason and to help someone. So as time goes on, I did this for several different communities, primarily with the same management group and the same owner. And obviously really used a great pharmacy during the time through all the buildings that I had. Well, uh, there came a time that throughout having this really great career as being an administrator and being a nurse in the communities and working with residents that were aging and then helping residents where I, where I sort of laid my head down and specialized in memory care issues, really, really enjoyed that and became comfortable in that world environment. The owner that I had been with for all those many years came to me and sat down on just one of our weekly talks and let me know that he wanted to retire. He believed that, you know, it was time in his life that he retire. And I didn't disagree with him. He, he had definitely made a name for himself in this industry of helping people and became nothing short than a uh, father figure to me. And so I knew this time was coming, never knew when. And honestly, I, I, I didn't want to see that day come, but it was also a blessing in disguise. Because the secret passion that I had, I had always had, other than trying to be a really good husband and father and being really good within my communities, would would be to have a job where I could really help multiple communities, multiple facilities, and help them with some of the knowledge that I had been blessed with over the years. Because I had some incredible nurse managers that I worked with as I was a director some buildings that were just really, really incredible. One, and I will name her out loud, Brenda Kennedy. Incredible. She taught me so many things um, that I don't believe I could have ever learned in any book or any nursing school or any college class would have ever gave me. 
And a lot of that was confidence and the right way to ensure that residents were taken care of and the right way to be a husband and a father at home and really how to combine those where it looked the same. So I do always want to give her a big shout out, a huge, just a really a huge impact in my life. But I knew at that time, I knew my time was limited um, within that company. So I had about a year and a half left before that company was going to sell. So through that year and a half, I tried to reach as many people as I could and many as many staff members as I had worked with through the years and make sure they were comfortable in the positions they were. Because you have to remember, really, we had monthly meetings and, and I always would have an open door policy. So people that had started working with me, say, as a uh, nursing assistant, we're now nurses working within my community. So so this is just a very, I'm giving you a timeline that's moving very fast here. So really everybody that had inspired, any staff member of mine that had inspired to, to reach the next level, I would go out of my way and do anything that I could to help them. I even had one community that a local college would bring in their nursing students and I would let them work in my building 12 hours a day so they could do their clinicals. Not only did the residents that lived in that community love this, but of course, a lot of the, the, the nursing students that were doing the 12 hours as they graduated, they knew where they would come work and that would be for me. So it was a win-win. But as the time sort of drifting down, I either had to look for a new, uh, a new set of owners and a new set of buildings to continue with, or I wanted to find a, a way to be able to impact multiple communities. Like I said, that was my dream and impact and help multiple people at one time and not just be stuck necessarily to one building in one area. So it wasn't very long ago, roughly January of this year, Darren Cunningham from Select Care Pharmacy. And as you guys know, you hear it at the intro, they sponsored this podcast. He called me and throughout excuse me, throughout probably seven years, eight years I was running communities, he was the owner of a pharmacy that serviced my communities. So we had a lot of interaction with each other for many, many years, and the character of this man is awesome. He he really had the character that I believe uh, we tried to, to embody in our communities that, you know, it's one patient, one resident at a time. Every Every resident is equally important as the next and in his pharmacy himself and his pharmacist and the pharmacy techs he had working for him would always go out of their way just to ensure whether it be one resident or the entire community would be properly staffed with or properly staffed with medications or uh, stocked is the word not staffed and equally, the training, the training that we needed that the state required, as well as over and above training, so that we would be knowledgeable with the medications that we were giving them, giving them properly, right dose, right route, everything that you need to know, and other trainings that, that facilities and hospitals need to have, such as, you know, airborne pathogens and, and procedures and policies, things of that nature. Well... So around January of this year, I was thinking of what to do next. The other building had been sold, and I get a telephone call. And the telephone call is from Darren saying, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm looking at four walls, thinking about what is the next thing I want to do. And he said, well, how would you like to come up to um, 
North Carolina because we had two locations. We have a location in North Carolina and a location in Charleston. And that's really to help service the entire state of South Carolina as well as North Carolina and Tennessee with, with getting prescriptions to communities in a timely manner. He said, why don't you come up and talk to me? And I did. And we talked about our years together and what we had done. And he said, you know, I need an account executive. And I've never had an account executive that has also been a long-term healthcare administrator and a nurse. So I think that this could be a good way that we could train our communities. You could also be there to help the administrator with policy and procedures and do the trainings and show the benefits of our pharmacy because really we're, we act as if we're a mom and pop pharmacy, but really we have the most technologically advanced equipment that anybody has. We have computer systems that are advanced that fit right in with your current systems that you have. And the wonderful thing about this, though, is you're not talking to a robot or a machine. When you call us, you're actually getting one of us on the line. And we're not just, I'm not just someone trying to sell you the benefits of our pharmacy when you see me coming in your building. I'm somebody that's been sitting where you are now. And I'm more so to help and help you navigate and create excellence within your community in many communities, we at Select Care Pharmacy, we do pride ourselves on uh, world-class customer service. And we know what that means. And I know what that means coming from the background that I just described to you, because trust me, you want to have a pharmacy, whether it be two o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning, that you can call and get somebody on the phone that you're familiar with, because there may be a situation that's coming down the, the, the pipeline. And just a simple medication may help someone from being hospitalized. And especially in today's times, you know, if, if you don't need to send someone out for something that could have been solved on site, that's, you know, within regulatory standards, you want to do that. Well, I knew that this was the right company. When he asked me, I was very pleased because I knew that that would fulfill the dream I had being able to help many communities, help train many communities help offer a service and a product that I know is world-class and work for a world-class group of folks. There aren't many of us there. It's not hundreds of employees. You know, we're probably talking, you know, 20 employees or less servicing all of these communities, and we do it one community at a time. And some communities get multiple deliveries just because we know that it's needed within that community. But that is basically how this started. I had mentioned to him that I wanted to do a podcast, we listen or we talk, we listen. And the reason I knew that podcast was important because this is a way or this is an outlet that I bring on guests that are every part of healthcare systems, whether it be family members, whether it be doctors, whether it's going to be nurses, whether it's going to be someone in food service or someone from the state or just gen or, or people that aren't in the industry that just have questions. We can come and talk to each other and just really whether it be get our, you know, kind of get something off our shoulders or answer questions that others may have or give ideas that, that we've came up with in the past that may help someone else. This is just an outlet for us to be able to help our current healthcare workers and current family members dealing with this, dealing with having a loved one, say, in a long-term facility, learn a little bit about us and learn about what we do on a day-in and day-out basis to help their loved ones. And even help ourselves because, you know, we don't want to be in the alone world and not have somebody to talk to. So this is the outlet. So as I always say, if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. I'll respond to them. 
at www.andy at selectcarerx.com. And please continue to listen to the podcast because it is truly here as an outlet and uh, information sharing tool that we can all use and hopefully have some laughs as we go through it and telling some stories because we all have them. Sometimes laughter is the best medicine. I do want to thank Sit and Spin Studios for all of their help putting this show together every week. I know it's uh, it's tough because I'm not always on time. I'll put it that way, but uh, these guys do a fabulous job welcoming me uh, into the studio. I get tongue-tied when I try to be nice. Welcoming me into the studio and making sure this gets done because they make me sound better than I actually do. And I do thank Select Care Pharmacy week in and week week out for supporting me with this podcast and also for all of the facilities and communities that I come to every day with my telephone calls or brochures or answering questions for you know that i'm always there even if we don't service you please feel free to give us a call because our ultimate goal like i said is to help our residents have a great um have a great day and and really have the best care that they possibly can receive and that means a telephone call to us we're there to answer it we hope to see you guys again next week with an interesting guest thank you for listening to we think we talk All information discussed on this show is for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your medical or healthcare professional for more medical advice.